Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Rock and a Hard Place. I'm your host, Thomas Hale. This week I'm joined by Cameron Scatty, the Managing Director of Source Certain. Source Certain is a scientific technology company based in Perth, Western Australia. They are a global pioneer in scientific provenance verification technology, patented as TSW Trace. Cameron is a forensic and analytical chemist who is globally recognized as an expert in his discipline with extensive complex forensic investigation experience. Cameron has experience in the supply chain integrity, security, and managing supply chain risk, and has worked in a wide range of sectors, including agriculture, seafood, cannabis, and of course, critical and strategic minerals. He works to connect consumers to the sources of minerals and products so they can make informed choices with trusted information. Welcome to the podcast, Cameron. Looking forward to our discussion. Thanks, Thomas, and thanks very much for having me. So I always like to start off by learning a little bit more about our guests and how they became involved in the world of minerals. We always have these diverse backgrounds. So can you tell me a little bit about your background specifically and what led you to getting involved in the mineral supply chain? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't think there's ever um, a nice linear path or, or simple path for people to kind of end up where they end up, certainly when, when you're in business. But uh, I mean, Perth, Perth sits in Western Australia, which is one of the one of the biggest sort of mineral sectors in the world, right? So it, it's right on our doorstep. Um, in terms of in terms of my personal background and, and I guess my my I guess technical experience in history. So I'm a forensic investigator, forensic scientist by training, but I grew up on a wheat and sheep farm. So an ag, I came from an ag area here in in, in Western Australia. And I'm deeply passionate about agriculture, um, and we do a lot of work in that sector as well. Um, but I I obviously went away to school and then to university and and went on to post grad research um, around forensic science and and I I was always you know, interested and captivated around that concept of, you know, using science and technology to catch bad guys, you know, when you distill it all down and sort of fast forward after that education and, and into some of the kind of casework that I did, it led to, you know, some pretty big investigations in and around um, quite complex matters, certainly around conflict gold or, or st- um, stolen and, and smuggled gold through to different diamond investigations and then into a range of different supply chain um, investigations across a whole heap of different sectors, not just minerals. Um, And so I kind of developed a a bit of a niche around certainly the application of technology in investigations where organised crime um, is impacting or has an impact on a supply chain. And and so spent sort of nearly 10 years there and, and then I saw so much opportunity, you know, inside these supply chains just to do stuff a little bit differently, um, which would make it hard for these really bad actors to survive in those inside those ecosystems. And and so made a pretty, you know, substantial commitment sort of in the what was, you know, the mid 2000s when I founded the first business. And then again, 10 years later with the with with Source Certain to say, you know, we, we can definitely use technology you know, inside these supply chains to, to make them more transparent and more trusted. And, and that led us to, to where we are today. It always fascinates me how so many different fields of study end up getting involved into the mineral supply chain. My previous background was actually criminal justice. So working on getting the bad guys. And it, it is just so funny how every interest that I've had always brings back to the minerals world and how minerals is such an interdisciplinary issue. But that's just the world today, right? There's so many complex issues and they're all integrated in this very complex system that we have. 
Yeah, and and I think that's a really important kind of discussion and point, Thomas, because you know if you if you think about where minerals were a decade or fifteen years ago, and I've been inside these supply chains a long time now, but and so I can kind of see that the, the history as well. I think if you go back ten or fifteen years, most of those um, producers, manufacturers, supply chains would never have contemplated that they had to even care about an end consumer, right? And and what their expectations actually are. And fast forward to today, and those same mining companies often because they they long term things are now thinking about brands, forward facing brands, and and marketing and social license and consumers, which. Which and, and you think about the pace, you know, coming back to your point there and, and how the, all the disciplines have, have sort of piled in um, to minerals, the pace by which that change has happened. And, and I think it's leading to we have to look out to all of the different sectors and all of the different disciplines to try and figure out how we actually navigate this because it, it's a pretty rapid and steep and challenging learning curve for this particular sector, I think. Well said. So, so tell me a little bit more about Source Certain and the mission behind the organization. So what services do you offer and provide that often is missing in supply chain integrity, security, and managing these supply chain risks? Yes, yeah, so source certain, you know, at its core, that, that key piece of technology is provenance science. So we, we can tell where something comes from or verify where something comes from. And so if you think about um, supply chains and you know that can be a really complicated thing right but let's just try and simplify it and think about it just from the point of view of us as consumers it's also a value chain right so when you put money in when you purchase something the supply and value chain is the instrument that is used to share the value right throughout the chain with all of the various stakeholders um, that have that have taken a product from where it was either dug out through to manufacture through to you know maybe further manufacture and then through to something that you buy and so if you think about that instrument which is the supply chain it's it's critically important with respect to any of the really big social changes that we might want to drive so if you want that mine or you know that that agriculture production site whatever the source location is if you want them to do something differently um, and it and it's going to be better for people and planet at a kind of general summarial level, then you know the value that comes in has to reward that, or at least it has to pay for that. And so, fundamental to that is you need to know who that person is. You need to know where it's come from, and then you need to have all the lights on in the chain so that you can actually see who all the actors are. And so. I look at our journey and think from a technology perspective and our sort of transition into the bigger conversation around supply chain transparency, we can't really apply our technology if there's not a willingness inside that supply chain to be transparent. Like the bad guys don't come and knock on our door to have build really trusted, traceable, transparent supply chains. They're not interested in that. The good guys are actually the ones knocking on our door. And so... What we do is we support them with that fundamental premise, which is, okay, if, if we've got customers or consumers caring about where it's come from and how it's been made, okay, we firstly need to support them to turn the lights on, right, and make sure stuff's working okay. And then, you know, at the base of these promises is this provenance one, right, which is where has it come from? And then the where is often where all the hows are. So just coming back into your question with respect to sources mission, our mission is to make the technology accessible, um, try and make it so that it's understandable, but, but it, you know, it's, it's core to our, our general mission, right, which is that the truth matters. 
if 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 we believe that the product that we are buying is is it comes with a series of commitments and promises, if that's truthful and the value is being shared properly, you know, within the chain, we should incentivize really good behaviour. Um, and and you end up in a place where you know the supply chain becomes the agent of change, right? And and the consumer ultimately the is the one that that's putting the money in and is effectively funding it now. They're not necessarily going to be the advocate or the you know the agent themselves, but maybe it's the pressure on the brand. But ultimately, that that supply chain becomes the instrument, and we see so much potential there. I mean, and that's well stated. I mean, I think that making a lot of these very complex systems accessible is so critical in today's world. You know, that's a lot of the work that we try to do here on the podcast, or trying to get different guests in, is trying to get people from these different backgrounds to have some of these complex techniques and analysis. And then trying to digest that for the average public or for people that are trying to understand these supply chains. Because it, it seems like as time goes on and on, it feels like these things get more complex. And so being able to have that digestible information becomes all the more important uh, in this kind of world as a consumer and also as that supply chain um, company or whatever node you are in that upstream or downstream side of the supply chain. Yeah, I think we overcomplicate things, don't we, generally? I mean, and part of that is a, it's a symptom of the fact that actually our supply chains, one, are actually really, really complicated. Um, there's a web of them and they're a messy web. It's a system, really. It's not a chain um, because because it's not just about A to B to C and this linear sort of line that we tend to draw on a page. There's also an ecosystem around supply chains which make them work, right? And And so there's a whole messy system that that enables stuff to be moved around the world the way that it does and you know covid and obviously some of the the conflict that we're seeing is bringing into line of sight actually you know how fragile some of these systems actually are um and so you're seeing in general lexicon now you know you know phrases or terms like supply chain resilience and and these sorts of things right which were not which were not in general lexicon, general community consumer language previously. And so you're right, you know, we need to find ways to to simplify this down. Um, and like I said, it, it is a bit of a symptom of the complexity, but it's not necessary either. Like you can, you know, when you, when you put money into something, into the end of the chain, you interact often with a broker with the chain, which is often a brand, right? Where is the money going is a pretty simple question, you know, and if we can get people thinking about that, that's not just consumers, it's also the customers, Thomas, like it's the, it's the brokers, the other brokers, where is the money going? Because if you don't know where, you know, how can you really rely on all of those so-called promises that have been made? I mean, you can't, right? I mean, it's just fundamental. I mean, you, you, if, you, if you're going to take a promise, you need to know who's making it. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, it's just greenwashing, really. It's just words that are flowing up the chain. Well said. So, so let's dig a little bit deeper into the specific service, TSW Trace. So how does this Providence service help support ESG issues and promote transparency across the supply chain? There's a couple of parts to that, right? So a, a trusted supply chain uh effectively delivers a product with its promise you know and you can trust in what both of those are so one the product is what it's claimed to be and two the promises that have been made are tied to the product and and the promises are verifiable and and so if it's carbon neutral or if it's ethically sourced or if it's conflict free or um all of those are tied to provenance in some way um, if, if you can if you can build a supply chain that that looks to build integrity around those sorts of things, then you know becomes trusted. 
the transparency piece is is again quite it can be quite a complicated discussion but but in its simplest form if you if you have stakeholders that are committed to sharing information that is verifiable and trusted then you sort of you're on your first sort of steps towards a transparent chain if you can't if you can't get customers or or stakeholders in the chain to share information there's not a commitment to transparency but there's a lot to that, right? Like it's not just about openly sharing everything. There's got to be a whole series of decisions made about what gets shared, when does it get shared and how does it get shared? So I kind of describe this ESG thing in the context of what we do as a bit of a puzzle. Um, You've got to put a whole heap of the bits together. So firstly, you know, there needs to be a commitment towards transparency. Then there needs to be you know, what, what, what are we being transparent about? And, you know, there's a whole, probably a whole conversation there, you know, in its own right with respect to mining and metals and minerals, but, but, you know, there's some decisions about what's being shared when and how, and then there's the verification piece, right? So if you get to a place where we're being transparent and, and then, then we want to try and deliver these key messages through the chain, then it's around, can we trust them? which means you've got to verify them. And, and like I said in, the, in one of the previous answers, there's a fundamental part of that, which is where has the item come from, uh, which is the piece that, that Source Certain does. So, so we make sure that the place and the set of people that are making all of these ESG commitments uh, are, are delivering a product that can be verified through the chain, right? Has it come from the place that is actually making those commitments or has it come from a chain that's actually come in the side because, you know, that's what happens, right, is that these, these chains come from everywhere and they invert in or divert out of various sources um, and, and you end up in this place where effectively the middle part of the chain's dark and you actually don't know. And so from an ESG perspective, we're just trying to help customers put the puzzle together um, and we believe that because because you have, they will ultimately have a supply chain which carries a product. We believe we're a pretty good starting point too, because often the system that, that that carries the product is already in place, and so we can just come and help them then with, you know, how else do you want to use the system? Well, the first thing you can do is start verifying that that system is working properly, which is a step towards then integrity, and obviously you get closer to trust. And so what we've done is is we've built you know, a simple consumer or customer trust model, which helps, you know, our customers navigate where we fit, but also we help break down this ESG thing into, you know, instead of getting into complex conversations around standards, we say to them, why don't you get to a place where you're making a series of commitments and then we can help you build a model which which will make those commitments, you know, trusted. Right, and and it starts with verification, and and we sort of step through it from there, and 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 you know incremental change and incremental steps is actually what's needed here. It's not about a whole heap of companies going and ticking boxes with respect to ESG. It's about these companies actually doing something and getting started. And I actually think minerals and metals can probably look out at other sectors and learn a whole heap from from you know mistakes that have been made in this area previously. That wraps up part one of my discussion with Cameron. Join us next time on part two as we look at contemporary case studies and discuss why minerals matter. 